Hello and welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. This is the match preview Republic of Ireland versus Finland from the Aviva Stadium. Stephen Kenny's first home game, no fans. I think that's going to be the biggest uh, talking point probably before the game is you know, the fact that the fans aren't there. We all know how good the fans are for the players. The players love having the fans there. And especially kind of when you get into that 60th minute mark and the, the crowd really drive you on, that's not going to be there this time. It's going to be a bit of a weird feel to it. You were obviously at a game the other night, Bulgaria game away. What was that like? Did you sense that the players were missing that? Yeah, I, I think definitely, Paul. And, and Stephen said afterwards it felt a bit surreal because even when the goals went in, it was just the substitutes were cheering. So you'd hardly know a goal was scored. Whereas, you know, normally when there's fans there, people are going absolutely mental, particularly if we got a, a 93rd minute equaliser away from home in a competitive game. I mean, you you could have had um, 1,000, 1,500 Irish fans behind the goal going absolutely mental. And uh, instead, yeah. it was just the players' reaction. So it's strange. Um, and I think it hurts us more than other countries because we have such fantastic supporters. And if you think about it, we have a huge travelling support that most countries don't have. And that's a great lift for the team. And I've, they've, they've been saying, I mean, managers, players, going back, going back as long as I've been going, which is back into the 1970s, have been saying how great the fans are, how great the travelling support, what a lift it gives to the team, particularly away from home. You're talking about the 60th minute, you get into a game, you you want you take Bulgaria, we were 1-0 down after 60 minutes. And, uh, okay, I know we did come back and equalise, but, you know, you have to feel having the fans there would give the players a great lift. And and now we've got looking at a home game when if we were normally playing at home, you wouldn't have that many away fans from Finland. I don't know, they've actually probably started to travel. We can go on and talk. They've, they've been pretty good in the last couple of years. So, but we would have had far more fans there than them. And I think it would, it, it does take away some of the home advantage, not having fans. But it's also hugely frustrating for fans not be, to be able to go to games. Yeah, well, kind of just just on that, you've obviously touched on their kind of form, and you know, unfortunately, people won't be able to go to the game, and that's just what I'll be at the game working at it, um, providing updates on Instagram and Twitter. But um, from their point of view, I know you have stats and figures and stuff there, but let's kind of take a look at their kind of form guide coming into this. We all know that you know Timu Puki is their the big threat up front that uh, everyone's wary of, but don't really know any of their other players that kind of we have to be fearful of, kind of similar to the Bulgaria game the other night. Yeah, so I, I think there's a bit more knowledge um, than, than Bulgaria. I mean, I, I looked at the Bulgarian squad and the names didn't really hit me at all. I mean, there are a few. Uh, I, I suppose maybe start off as a whole. I mean, Finland three years ago were 110th in the world and they were a bit like whipping boys. They'd never qualified for anything. They had, I mean, certainly you, you remember names like Yari Littman, um, Mikel Forsell, Anton Yemi, Juski Jaskalainen. Um, so uh, Sammy Hoopier, Liverpool fans will talk about Sammy Hoopier. So they had some great players and that was their golden generation and that was the team that was expected to qualify and it didn't. And 
Now, Finland have done something we've never done in that they've qualified for an under-21 finals. Now, that was 11 years ago, but believe it or not, there's quite a few of that squad and the manager. The the, the manager, Marku Kanerva, I think, forgive my Finnish is non-existent, and I know Finnish, the pronunciations are very different to what they, they sound like in English, but um, we'll go with what I have. Um he was the manager of that under-21 side. So in some ways, it's a bit like us. It's, uh, you know, Stephen Kenny gone on from the under-21s. Uh, Mark, who's been involved with the Finnish FA for the last 15 years. So there's a lot of continuity there. He's worked with a lot of these players. Now, that's where the resemblance ends because they won't be playing football like Stephen Kenny's side tomorrow. Uh, they're a classic 4-4-2. Uh, it'll be more like Trapattoni or Mick McCarthy as manager uh, than Stephen Kenny from the Finnish point of view. They will be playing four four two. That's all they've played, and they're they're tough to beat. So what they play, I mean, they they keep a lot of clean sheets. So I said they were one hundred and tenth in the world in twenty seventeen, but since then the twenty eighteen Nations League was it, it was a bit of a disaster for us, but it was a huge success for Finland. So they actually won their, they were in League C and they won their, their league. That's why they're up in actually in our section. So they're up against Hungary, Greece, and uh, I think it was Estonia. And they they won four of their games and the four games they won, they kept clean sheets. Uh, and that was good enough to win their group. They went on then, uh, fantastic for them in the Nations League. They had a really good 2018, unlike us. So winning their Nations League, as I said there. Fast forward then, qualification for Euro 2020. They've never, they had never qualified for a major tournament. They qualified. They were in a group, Italy, Greece, Bosnia and Liechtenstein. And they did the business. And they did the business with six wins and six clean sheets. They lost to Italy twice. Yeah, you'd expect that. And then they went and lost away to Greece and away to Bosnia. But the, the qualification was more or less assured at that stage. They just needed to beat Liechtenstein at home, which they did comfortably 3-0. But 4-4-2 uh, got them wins, got them clean sheets. And the big... The, we come on then to the player to watch. And as you said, the main man is Timo Puki. So he is the man. He scores the goals. Uh, he got 10 of their 16 goals in qualifying for the Euros. They only scored five goals in winning their Nations League group, and he got three of them. So he is the main goal threat up front. They they have a few other players you'd, you'd probably recognise. Um, well, but maybe one you probably wouldn't recognise uh, is their captain and central midfielder is a guy called Tim Sparve. Now, he was with Southampton for three years, but fair play to anyone who remembers him for Southampton because uh, I, I don't think he made a first-team appearance. But he's he's built out a, a decent career. I mean, he's um, he's around quite a while now. He's played he's played in Holland. He's play, he's back playing Michelin in Denmark. And he's back playing in Finland now. And he's one of their key players in central midfielder. In central midfield. He's partner in central midfield in their, I suppose, Glenn Whelan or their number six, the guy who does all the donkey work is Glenn Camera of Rangers. And uh, I'm sure followers of Scottish football, you may remember him as a Celtic fan. But uh, so Glenn Camera is a key player as well. Um, I'd expect the, the two of them played against Wales on, on Thursday. I'd expect them to be the central midfield again. 
And another name to look out for, um, he only made his debut against Wales, uh, is Daniel O'Shaughnessy. And I think that's one name I probably pronounced correctly. Or maybe they say O'Shaughnessy in Galway. Uh, so Daniel's father is from Galway, hence the name. He's Finnish, his mother is Finnish, and uh, his father, look, they would, he, he actually has another brother, Patrick, who talked about declaring for us at one point. But um, uh, Patrick is in the playing in the Finnish league as well, and uh, he's a bit older, so I, I think his chance has probably gone. Daniel is quite young. He's 21, 22. And uh, defender, he's obviously tied to Finland now, but I don't think Daniel has ever talked about declaring for us. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Uh, I'm sure it'd kind of be strange for his father, a, a painter from Galway living over in Finland, watching his son represent and, and play against Ireland. But um, So he's one to, to look out for. A uh, couple of other players to look out for. Uh, they have a couple of players at Bayer Leverkusen who are probably um, probably worth worth checking out. So the goalkeeper, and I'm really going to hate these pronunciations, the goalkeeper is Luke, Lucas Harnadecki, oh my God, and uh, a striker called Joel Pojan Polo. And apologies, folks, I'm probably murdering those. But they're kind of key players at Bayer Leverkusen and uh, you have to think they're going to be players to watch. Uh, looking around the squad, I mean, there's players in the squad from QPR and Bristol Rovers, but I, I'm not familiar with them. They didn't play against Wales. Maybe um, maybe some of their viewers can, can talk about that. But I, I think we know what they expect from Finland. Uh, it's going to be 4-4-2. They're going to be very well organised. They're not going to beat themselves, but they are limited. And uh, we have to go and beat them. And I, I, I think we should be capable of beating them. Another thing, I mean, I, I talked about their record, and maybe it's obvious from what I've been talking about, but I will say it. They, haven't, they don't draw any matches. So uh, all the competitive games uh, in the last three years, they've either won them or lost them. And another thing is, they've, as I said, they've been very good at home. When they win, they keep clean sheets. But typically, when they go away from home in the Nations League, when they went to Hungary, they went to Greece, they lost. They When they went to Italy, when they went to Bosnia, when they went to Greece in qualifying, they lost as well. So they are very beatable. And I, I would hope and I would expect that we would win the game tomorrow. It's not going to be easy. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to break them down. We're going to have to work hard. But... We we should have better players than them, and we should be capable of winning. Yeah, well, I will say the only thing is that we are the draw specialists. So if there's going to be a draw against any team, it's most likely going to be us. But I'll obviously be hoping for a, a home win. But let's kind of, from our point of view, um, how do you think Stephen Kenny is going to approach it? Do you think that the Finnish players will just sit back and allow us to play with the ball? Yeah, oh, I think they definitely will. I mean, as I said, think Mick McCarthy's Ireland, think Giovanna Trapattoni's Ireland. Um, they'll be set up. They'll be. They they only play one way. From what I can see and looking looking at some of their qualifying games, they play four four two, and they've got Timo Pukki up front. And actually, Traps Ireland is probably the best example because it's Traps Ireland with Robbie Keane. Now, I, okay, he's not he's not a Robbie Keane style player. Don't. 
don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I have seen him in the Premiership. He's a lot more bit powerful and all that, but he's a goal threat. He scores goals. And, and that's what we had when we had Robbie Keane with 68 goals for his country. We never really had that before, and we haven't had it since. Uh, and that's what Finland have at the moment. Uh, Timo Pukki's already on 25 goals for his country. Uh, the legendary Jari Littmanen. Uh, folks will remember him, a fantastic player at Ajax, lovely touch, um, beautiful player to watch. So he's he's their leading all-time scorer at 32. You think Timo Pukki is going to, to beat that in the coming years? Because And, and that's what, what we're going to expect. I'm sure what Stephen's going to expect from Finland. They're going to sit back. They're going to let us have the ball. They're going to be very well organised. They're going to have two banks of four. They're going to be very difficult to break down. They're going to work very hard. And then on the break, they've got a really deadly informed striker who who can score goals. And if they're going to beat us, we'll probably have 60-70%. We'll probably have more chances. And maybe they'd nick it 1-0 with a goal from Timbo Pukki. I think we know what to expect. It's to be careful. We need to keep we need to keep the back door shut. We gotta be very wary of him, be very careful. And uh, we need to be patient and we need to open them up. We need a cutting edge. I think we're going to have the possession. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, they, they are beatable. I mean, they are uh, they are a limited player, limited side. They have, okay, they got a couple of players at, at Bayer Leverkusen, as I said. Uh, they got Timo Pukki, who, as far as I know, he's still at Norwich, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm hoping and expecting uh, he ends up playing in a, a top league somewhere in Europe. Uh, and I, I'm saying this from a very, very selfish point of view, because I think once he leaves Norwich, I think Adam Ida is going to be their main man up front. And uh, so I, I'm hoping he, he moves on. But as far as I know, he hasn't. I haven't actually seen any transfer speculation. Maybe you're more up to date on that than me. But so he he is going to be the threat. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to expect. So it'll be interesting to see what, what side Stephen Kenny picks and I suppose one advantage, we said the, the downside of not having fans uh, one possible advantage of not having fans in the Aviva tomorrow night is if we need to be patient if it's nil-nil going into the second half, going into the 60, 65th 70th minute I think if we had fans in the Aviva you may, you may have a situation where some of them might get on the team's back and say oh it's we're drawing the all at home to Finland. We should be scoring goals. Lump it long, hoof it up to Adamida instead of trying to pass the ball through. And uh, so it might be a slight advantage from that point of view. But then having said that, I mean, I remember the so many great nights when the crowd are just roaring the team on and, and when the team need a lift, you, they look to the fans and they get it from the fans. Yeah, that energy. I think I think this game though, you, like I don't think Pukki's in form. Like I can't remember the last time he scored a goal for Norwich. Um, I don't think he's he's come off the back of a really good season, being relegated. I don't think he's as big a threat as he was probably the season before, before he came up with uh, with Norwich to the Premier League, and I think that's when he got a lot of his goals. Um, but kind of looking at what. You know, obviously we'll have to be wary of him. I mean, Kwayev, we've never heard of him before and he got in and he scored the other night. So yeah, I know what you're saying. But at the same time, you know, we just mentioned Adam Eda there. I believe Stephen Kenny's on a press conference earlier, name check that he will not be starting David McGoldrick. So it could be another opportunity for Adam Adam Ida to um 
to start or will he go with Shane Long? That'll be interesting to see what got, what happens there. But I think it, this could be a game for someone like an Aaron Connolly or an Adam Oida to get off the, I suppose, the the, the goal score records for Ireland. They, they want to get themselves the first goal and really start progressing. In, in I, I say that more towards Connolly because, um, uh, how do you say it? Ida, he doesn't I, like it being called Ida. Oh, I, I, well, he tweeted the other day saying Ida and laughing faces. So it's Adam Ida from now on for anyone watching. Apparently, that's is it okay? Well, I've been, I've been, I've, I, I've been wrong. And funnily enough, Paul, I actually tried to check this out because I was sitting in Frankfurt Airport yesterday morning, and uh, I, I was actually laughing because I saw two different tweets, and both of them quite angry that his name was being pronounced wrong. But both of them had used it's Ida or it's Ida. And I said, well, one of them Ida, is Ida. not only angry, but he's also wrong. I don't I I actually took it from his tweet that he wanted it to be Adam Ida, and that's that's actually what I've been saying. So um apologies, Adam. I am sorry because if, if I've been getting your name wrong then as well. Um anyway, well, I think this is an opportunity uh, for, for 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 one of those strikers to, to get a goal, or will he go with Maguire or Robinson? Who knows? But I think if we can stick with a similar front three um, and start using that pace in behind, but I think we need to get the ball up quicker. I think maybe if he starts a Harry Arthur or something like that, we'll dictate the play. Um, and my start 11, I don't know if anyone, if you've seen it or anyone's watched it, um, you know, I had a midfield three of Malumbi, Arthur and Robbie Brady because I thought he done well when he came off the bench the other day. So Brady being the number 10 and the two lads being the energetic midfielders getting around the pitch and getting the ball forward. And then I went with um, McGoldrick up, up top with uh, Connolly left and O'Dell to right. But obviously it'll be either Long or Ida, I think. So I think we just, I don't think the defence will change. I think Doherty will stay in there. I think the other, and the rest will stay there. I think uh, I'd be surprised. But I wouldn't be too surprised if he, he fit Coleman and, and Doherty in the team. That'd be good. But I don't think, I think he'd be more tempted to not do it than actually do it. So I think it depends on how we set up. We just don't know with Stephen because it's so new. You don't know what way he's going to set up. But if we can just get the ball and get more bodies into the box quicker and get the ball up the ball up the pitch quicker to our strikers and let the strikers do things because I felt as though Adam Eder was just getting absolute like nothing up to him. And then people were moaning that he wasn't making a stick. But I'm, I'm sure as a young lad, it's hard to get into the game. When you're told to stay high and you're not getting a lot of the ball, I'm sure it can get frustrating. I'm surprised he didn't start dropping deep for the ball, but I suppose he did the right thing by staying forward. Yeah, I, I'm shocked actually that Dizzy's not starting. I, I was kind of expecting him to start. So um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he's going to make as many changes as you think either, though, because... What I will say, I mean, the players are still in pre-season and it's a funny September window. If you take an, I, I, I know the season only finished for, for the end of July. So, look, it's funny times. But I, I think Thursday night will stand to our players because uh, they have another game. And certainly by the time Slovakia comes around in October, we'll have a lot more games under our belt. So I, I still think he'll play... Probably James McCarthy in the holding road role. I will say Robbie Brady. I think that's a good shout. He has a, he he made a real difference when he came off the bench, and I think he will start. 
I'd like to see Callum O'Dowd start again because I thought he had a fantastic first half and faded. And yeah. um, even if we got it that, that 45 minutes again, it would be great. Yeah, I agree, Paul. It's the cutting edge. Um, I'm not sure whether it's getting the ball forward quicker or not. I don't know if that's Stephen's style, but definitely we need to develop more of a cutting edge. And the big thing Robbie Brady will bring us is his set-piece delivery. And I know maybe I'm going back to the Mick McCarthy Ireland or the Trapatoni Ireland or Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill was a set-piece specialist, but it's still a crucial part of goals for us, is set-pieces. It's how we equalised on Thursday night. And uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll develop more under Stephen when we have more of a crea- creativity on the pitch and pass the ball more and maybe create some chances. And it is it is the fact of creating chances for our strikers. but. Um, I think set pieces are going to be crucial, and I I, I agree with you. Um, I think Robbie Brady will start, um, not just for his set piece delivery, but what he showed off the bench. Another thing I'd like to name check because my man of the match on Thursday night was Aaron Connolly, and the FEI actually tweeted out a heat map for Aaron Connolly today, from uh, I think it was from Stats Sports, and really impressive. Was, yeah. And uh, he was. No, look, I, I, watching him and knowing what I know about football, I was really impressed with him, with his energy, the whole, his performance. And then it's nice to see what I think being backed up by the, the stats. And uh, it, 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 it looked good. And I think Aaron is, is certain to, to start tomorrow as well. Yeah, he is a horrible bastard, let's be honest. Like You'd hate to play against him. He's just one of those. He's relentless. He doesn't stop. He gets in your face and he makes life difficult for you. He'll run at you. He can go down either wing or he can go cut in or go down the wing. He can, he can, he can cut in. He can cross. He can shoot. He can cut in on his right foot shoe as well. Um, He is a very, very talented player. And I think he's our probably himself and Ida, I think, are our two most exciting options at the moment because... For so many years, we've had kind of that that pace of McLean, but if he can't get past the first man, he looks a bit clueless. Whereas I think Connolly is a bit more open minded. He he knows where to check back, and he can just give it off. He doesn't really lose the ball stupidly. Does that make sense? Yeah, he he actually reminds me, and the player he reminds me most of is is Damien Duff coming through in the late nineties. He says he hates that comparison. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, I, know. I, I, I do see it. I do yeah. see it. Yeah. And uh, oh god, I mean, I, I know he's got Damien Duff now as a coach as well. But um, yeah. and he's also remember he's playing. Oh, he's playing slightly out of position because he doesn't really play on the the left wing for Brighton. But um, I, I thought he had a great game on Thursday, and he's he's one for the future. Yeah, I mean, Aaron and, and Adam are two of the guys now that have. At least starting to well, I think Aaron has more or less nailed down his place because you go back to he's nailed down his place in the team. I think I I, I don't think I don't see Stephen dropping him anytime soon. I probably expect he'll go with Adam again tomorrow now as well. Now I I, I you well I'd only heard just from you there that Stephen has said he won't be playing Didzy. I was expecting Didzy to play. So he won't be starting. He won't be starting. He won't be starting. Sorry, he won't be starting Didzy. I was expecting Didzy to start, but given that he said that, then I presume he's going to stick with Adam, who's who's a Stephen Kenny style player as well, and someone who will be given time and who deserves to be given time because he's still, he's still learning. 
he's still learning his trade. And as I said, that's why I'm really hoping Timo Puki moves on because, um, yeah, I, I still see him as a threat. But anyway, so... Well, we're just kind of, just to finish up on, we might as well get our score predictions just to finish up on because we've kind of covered all, I think we've covered all the ground that, that we have for both sides. And now it's about giving that score prediction. And I'm going to go with a 2-0 home win. And I'm going to go Connolly to get his first goal and Ida to get his first goal, which would be a great day. I'm going to go with a 1-0 home win. And I'll, I'll go with Aaron Connolly. I think he deserves that goal, doesn't he, really, if, if he does get one. He's worked hard. Yeah, he, he definitely deserves it. He, and But I, 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 I don't mean, and I hope we it doesn't become a thing that... Uh, how long does he need to get his first goal? He's played so many games without scoring. I mean, he's not playing as a central striker. I know he kind of burst on the scene with Brighton with those two goals against Spurs, and uh, and then went quite a while without scoring again. So I and, and I don't see him ever developing into the kind of the prolific Robbie Keane type striker. He's very much a different type of player. And as I as I said, more of the Damien Duff mode. But so um, it shouldn't be a case that he's that we'll be looking to him to score the goals, maybe to more so to create them. And uh, yeah, but 1-0 Aaron Connolly sounds good. And just another thing about the game tomorrow, and just with the way this Nations League is set up, there's, there's four teams in it. If we can win the group, it would probably mean a World Cup playoff in that there are two playoff spots from the Nations League, but unlike the way it worked for the Euros, you actually have to win your group. And I'm kind of assuming that the four League A winners will all qualify for the World Cup directly. So then you're down to the League B winners and then you get ranked uh, as in how you win your groups. And the chances are one or two of the League B winners will also earn a playoff or qualify for the World Cup directly. So if we can win the group, we have a great chance of getting a, a playoff. Unfortunately, Wales went to Helsinki and won. And they have Bulgaria at home on Sunday. I'm expecting Wales to beat Bulgaria in Cardiff. If we can win tomorrow, we're on Wales's coattails and we have a good chance. We play, still have to play them twice. Uh, and we're looking at winning the group. If we draw tomorrow, we'll be four points, probably four points behind Wales, assuming they win. It'll be a long way back. And then you're looking at the other end of the table. Because there's only four teams in it, the bottom team gets relegated. And, well, I've talked to some of the fans and they've said they'd love to be in League C with the great trips. League C would be fantastic for away trips. League C would be a disaster for the team. For the, and the FAI, it would be a financial disaster. Um, you end up down in, down in League C, you, you get, uh, I don't know, trips to Albania and, and places like that, Moldova, wherever else. Um, so... We don't want to get relegated. And it was actually a thing that was concerning me. On I was thinking if we lost on Thursday night and we were losing 1-0, I said if things go wrong, um, we could well end up being ending up in a relegation battle. So I think a win on Sunday is important. It keeps World Cup... I know I'm looking ahead to 2022, but it keeps, uh, keeps us... Get, in, in with a shout of a World Cup playoff, which won't be played until March 2022. And the one thing I do see about this squad and this side is, I think we're going to get better. 
Now, it may take time, but I think even the team that starts the World Cup qualifying campaign, I think we'll finish it better than when we start. And that's why I really hope Stephen is giving time, given time. And if we could f- find a way to get a playoff, I think winning a World Cup group is probably unrealistic. If we could get a way t- to give ourselves a playoff and stay in contention until March 2022 to qualify for Qatar. Um, so winning tomorrow and hopefully doing the business against Wales, uh, if we could win our Nations League group, I think it would be enough to get us a playoff in the end. And uh, so it is important not just to look forward to Slovakia, but a win tomorrow would give Stephen Kenny's first win, real boost for the players and uh, buy, buy some time. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So I think we'll leave it there in terms of our match preview. Let us know your predictions in the comments. Don't forget to like the video. It usually helps out the channel. And don't forget to subscribe as well. We're on a road to 10K now. So any sort of help, if you enjoy the channel, just simply press subscribe. It takes two seconds to do. And if you haven't checked out our merchandise, head over to irishfantv.myshopify.com. Get yourself a nice T-shirt and help support this channel grow. Thanks very much for watching. Huge thanks to Gary for all his knowledge and wisdom, and we'll speak to you all soon. Thanks for watching.